Hey everybody, welcome to Inferno Cast number 004. I am, of course, Inferno Fox, and this is uh, my YouTube channel where we feature a whole lot of content regarding video games, some stuff topical, like today's topic, as well as kind of stuff that's more even retro style, like old NES, SNES kind of stuff. And before we dive into today's topic, I just want to go ahead and run through uh, whom we have joining with us today. It's a little bit of a slimmer cast, but that that's a-okay. We, we got some of the greats here. We have Simbu Darkfang. We, he is our level five grandpa, and he is part of Basement of the Dead in Aurora, Illinois. That again is Basement of the Dead. Simbu, thank you so much for joining us. Have you guys seen my glasses? <laughs> I haven't seen them, but I, I, I do see that Storm is wearing glasses. Yes. Storm. You probably took them. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, Storm Rose Sky. She, of course, has the YouTube and Twitch channels of Storm Rose Sky. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Even and... if it's just us right now. And pleasure to have you here too. Uh, we might have if we might have a couple additional faces popping in. Maybe, maybe not. We'll kind of see how the evening goes here. And of course, I want to go ahead and pose the titular question of games that you are playing. But I am actually going to start first because I realized when I posed that last week, I didn't even say what the heck I was playing. <laughs> um, so I finished Final Fantasy 16 last week, and as uh, anybody who follows my channel knows that I posted my review up for that, and it was a game that ended up being better when I better than what I thought it was going to end up being. I enjoyed the battle system a lot more than what I thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, a solid game. Again, check that review out if you get a chance. But besides that, now that I'm out out of the game. And the next big release isn't until Starfield in September. And I'm I'm literally crossing my fingers that that can play in some form or fashion on the Steam Deck. I am currently playing Trails, uh, was it Trails of Cold Steel 1? It's like the Legend of Heroes series by Nihon Falcom. Uh, one of those nice anime-style turn-based games, uh, turn-based RPGs. And kind of dabbling a little bit, finishing out the pixel remasters for my favorite game of all time, Final Fantasy VI. Uh, Storm, what are you currently playing right now? Right now, I'm going through um, Fractured Butthole, um, <clears throat> South Park's game. However, I still need to look into the issue of why it froze on me yesterday during that boss battle. Not once, but twice, and especially having him down. From 9,999 hit points to 499. And then the, it just froze. The only thing I could do was hit save and back out of it. The controller and quit the game, you know, and go to the home menu. And uh, I re even rebooted the PS5 and loaded the game again. And it took a couple of times trying that battle. And then it locked up once more. And then I just quit. I was done. Wow. So, yeah. Especially going from 999 hit points to like low 400s. Yeah. He, he was uh. just about dead with one more hit of uh, Tupperware's little tornado thingy I had lined up and I couldn't do it. And I was so mad. So other than that, Fortnite, because I want Optimus Prime 
So I'm trying to get to 100 and, you know, it's just Fortnite. And I finally won a solo match this season and then won another one. So that was fun. And Joe got to see or was in the audience for that second one. So yay. I've come in second and third a couple of times. Like I have no problem hitting top 10, but getting the freaking win this season. Ugh. So yeah, that's about it. And Animal Crossing. I restarted an island and I'm slowly going through that. So there you go. Nice. Excellent. And that before we actually started recording, we discussed possibly doing Animal Crossing as a topic. So for our fans listening, go ahead and be ready for that. That's going to be a really good topic because Simbu and I have the least amount of experience with that game. <laughs> but our our previous cast last week they have the most amount of experience, especially our our uh, regular storm here. So I'm really curious as to <clears throat> their their various viewpoints, especially in on stuff like content creation or the lack thereof. Yeah, um, and we won't talk about uh, playtime hours on either either of the switches. So. Yes, <laughs> well, we won't discuss that. We will. We will, so, but we I, won't. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I will admit it. It is insane, but I will gladly just, you know, tell how many hours I have into it. So you say that I know something of the game. I know something of the game. And and I think in preparation for that, I'll have to have you take a screenshot of the hours like the day before and have you share that with with the class here. But yep, uh, absolutely. Simbu, uh, what games are you currently playing right now? Well, uh, still working on that power wash simulator. It's again, it's <laughs> you know one of those that you kind of play, but it's not one where it's like, oh, I gotta finish it. It's kind of like a a downtime, relax game, you know. Um, I just started my uh, replay through of the fractured but whole, um, so not super far into it, but you know, again, just started about an hour and a half ago, so. Um, and then, uh, so Mass Effect Andromeda, um, I'm giving it a second chance, uh, for the $10 on the PlayStation store. I couldn't pass up the, op the, uh, the, the good deal on it. And I, so I was telling Storm last night when we were playing Fortnite, uh, not as bad as I originally remember, but being far removed from, the ending to Mass Effect 3 and the ending of the trilogy there, um, I believe that that probably jaded a lot of my opinion of the game. Um, so being, you know, many, many moons uh, removed from that, I feel that it's given me a fresh look at the series without having played the Mass Effect Legendary Collection before starting Andromeda. Nice. Um, I, I am really curious. When, when, you, fin when you finish that, uh, offline let me know and i want to dedicate like a five minute segment of what of our whatever our podcast is uh at for that topic just for your thoughts final thoughts and feelings on andromeda like I, even if you decide that you're like five to ten hours in you're like all right i i, I that this is why i stopped playing this crap i i still want to know because I'm 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 genuinely curious because you've played all three Mass Effects. I think you're the only one out of our whole whole group that has. It's on my backlog, as all of my subscribers and everything know from my backlog video. But 
that that's no that's no mean feat. I, that I'm really, I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that. Well, when I get to that point, I'll let you know. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, my friends. So let's go ahead and discuss our uh, topic du jour, which being July 18th and all of the the fun and rigmarole of video game news it is of course going to be the microsoft acquisition of activision blizzard king and what i wanted to really quickly do is just kind of give a very high level overview of kind of the events so far and just to kind of help uh, refresh our memories and everything like that and really just um Maybe also for the viewers and everything here, just so so they're aware as to the, the goings on. So, of course, Microsoft's trying to purchase Activision Blizzard King. The is, I'm going to abbreviate ABK. ABK is their own entity right now, and they were their own separate companies, but Activision and Blizzard had merged some, sometime a few years ago, and they're, they're, both of those companies are also known for their own uh, we'll just say controversies without diving into too, too many details, but the actual acquisition uh, started when Microsoft announced on January 18th of last year, 2022, that they're going to pay $68.2 billion for ABK. And as a reminder, Activision itself, of course, contains Call of Duty, and that, of course, is part of the 33% of the entirety of all video games played, military shooters, uh, as well as other properties such as Spyro the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot. And those latter two were part of the subset of Toys for Bob before Toys for Bob were absorbed into Activision so that they could help with help push out the release of Call of Duty last year. Blizzard includes Warcraft, Overwatch, and a, a little game that I, th I think Simbu likes called Diablo, you know, a little, little series, maybe a little bit known. Um, yeah, nobody really knows that one. Yeah, you know, they might have released a game last month. I, I, I don't know if anybody really heard it. But and then King, of course, includes a big, big major game called Candy Crush. And that's something, of course, the most casual of casual gamers have played on their phones probably half the time without thinking of it. So a couple of things on that the the deal itself it had it had been approved by most of the regulators ac across the world except the UK by the CMA CMA's Competition and Markets Authority uh that CMA declined it on April 26th of this year and then it, with that they cited issues with Microsoft's potential for monopolizing cloud gaming cuz uh, the cloud gaming itself is in its relative infancy. Uh, cloud gaming is probably going to be another topic in that maybe I, I'd like us to touch on at some point, because I think we talked about on a previous podcast just how uh, poor the infrastructure for that is here in the United States, where you've got really wide, small swaths or small areas of really good connectivity and large swaths of deserts, literal deserts of they're just not being any any of that like high level connectivity needed for even any sort of type of cloud gaming. But uh, the the current plans as we speak is Microsoft's working with the CMA uh, on a compromise so that the, the CMA can of course approve the deal. They're they're working on maybe having some other company handle all the cloud stuff. Uh, the other of the groups 
government-wise that have not approved it is the U- the United States FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, and they, of course, took the matter to court. And that's where uh, they, they wanted to have the deal blocked. But as of, I think it was last Thursday or Friday, uh, Judge Corley, who was presiding the case, had ruled on the side of Microsoft specifically saying the court finds the FTC has not shown a likelihood it will prevail on its on its claim, this particular vertical merger in this specific industry may substantially lessen competition. To the contrary, the, re- the record evidence points to more consumer access to Call of Duty and other Activision content. So it was like the FTC was focused on the Call of Duty slash competitive portion. The CMA on uh, across the pond had focused on the cloud gaming aspect. So now that uh, Judge Corley has ruled against the FTC, while all that has been going on and while the the merger and the acquisition has been going on, Microsoft has been running around trying to make deals with all these companies that could go against the the actual deal itself, such as NVIDIA and Nintendo, up to and including guarantees of publishing Call of Duty on their systems for at least 10 years. And there's some interesting specific language in regards to a lot of these contracts, especially on the Nintendo side, but maybe we'll get to that. Sony was offered this same deal, but they declined it. And they were the biggest critics of of this acquisition and merger. But once Judge Corley had ruled against the FTC, Sony then finally had accepted the deal, the Call of Duty deal with Microsoft. I I, want to say it was this past weekend or even just yesterday, Monday, the 17th of July. So for now, it it looks like the deal is going to take place and more of gaming's properties overall and in general are going to fall and are going to come under Microsoft's wings. So the the biggest discussion point on this, and and we're really, really good group here because the three of us you know three of us that you that you see here there you're going to be here and talking about all this we're not xbox heads we're not i know simbu and i have had histories of owning xbox systems uh simbu you did you have the original xbox as well as the 360 yeah i had the original xbox the 360 and then for a time i had the xbox one however um the Xbox One's always online initiative that Microsoft was doing. Uh, at the time, I had no home internet. So I know, I know. I got, whoa, heresy right there for a game, a gamer, right? No. Um, so having always online versus the PlayStation, the PS4, which was coding their system updates onto the game discs, um, such as 2016's God of War, uh, I popped the the game in and it was like, your system needs an update in order to play this game. I'm like, well, shit. And it goes, well, would you like to uh, install this update from the disc? I'm like, wait, what? As opposed to Halo or Halo 5, uh, Halo 5, I believe, or the Master Chief Collection, I tried to play it and it's like, you need to download a system update. You need to download an update for this game, otherwise you can't play it. Mm. Um, so that kind of, at that point, solidified me onto PlayStation because I kind of looked at it like, well, if you're running Blu-ray discs and you know, the file you, you can't find a five 
you know, me, megabytes or so. Uh, let me cut you off real quick, just with a quick question. What year did you purchase the Xbox One originally? The Xbox One. Um, I had it probably 2016, 2017-ish. And for fans listening right right now, just as a friendly reminder, internet, even just in a seven year period, availability and just general usage could have could definitely have been different or changed or any, anything like that between then and now. And even individuals' systems or ind- individuals' needs change. And that that's hearing that whole always online thing was always something of of. Uh, feeling of contention for me hearing that with Microsoft system. Like to me, I don't, not, not everybody is going to have th- that ease of accessibility that, uh, you know, th- maybe the quote unquote average gamer is going to assume that they're going to have. So maybe now that might be more regular for 2023, but again, the, the infrastructure here in the United States is a whole heck of a lot different than what could be available in, in other countries because we have such a diverse variety of geography here in the states it's not the same as in like like a place like in japan which funny enough microsoft has the least amount of market penetration i'm sorry for interrupting sabu that's fine um to piggyback off of what you were just saying um i have friends that live in rural arkansas they live a block away from fiber internet from the provider there the provider will not um extend fiber from that one block to their house so they're stuck with expensive cheap you know crappy slow internet because the prov- local provider does not see a benefit to expanding the coverage network wow. so that's that's a whole issue there you know, yeah, he can, you know, they can still play games with us online and not have a problem. But in order to play online, not only play online, but also play from cloud service, that's where you're going to have, that's where the problems are going to start. Yeah. And it's, it's one thing if it's just like a turn-based RPG, you're not going to, maybe you're not going to have to worry about so much lag, but if you're doing an action game like let's say a, a Halo Infinite or God forbid a Redfall. Imagine you're doing Redfall, trying to connect online and play with your friends, and the game itself is running on the cloud. Imagine both of those processes running both at, at once online. It, you're just it's going to be a, a hot mess. It's going to be like that that whole Pingman nine 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 thing. Your pings at three nines and you hit a button and then ten minutes later your character walks through a wall or something. It's ridiculous. Well, and I mean, not only that, but then um, look at games that require more down to the millisecond um, reactivity, such as games like Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. where if, you know, I'm killer and you guys are survivors, I'm going to swing at you and you're going to try and do the the juke spin. Well, by the time you interact, by the time you, you know, react to me you've already been hit and I'm ready to hit you again. Oh my yep. gosh. I so, would see it when we would play Friday the 13th. 
online on the switch and a friend had horrible internet like she had dsl in her little area in georgia and you could tell the difference in like trying to catch her was a pain because her character would just jump around it would jerk around a lot in the loading and it was difficult mm. to play that aspect and that is all online so you know here i'm in denver and there are still areas that, that have dsl around these parts so we are stuck with just cable internet and we came from milwaukee where we had fiber so going already going down a little bit and you know so the united states is just not ready for cloud-based gaming like that it's all going to tick tick people off in you know how you play and how you interact and being able to move smoothly it's not going to be as smooth and then you know you'll have more people depending on their cell phone networks because those speeds are faster and then those data plans will have to go up because all of a sudden people are using more data on their phones or whatever because you can connect your phone hotspot and have faster internet than your local internet sometimes and that's just crazy anyway sorry yeah, how well, sad not is it? to um also to oh, one quick mention here um with cell phone hotspot as well as unlimited data on your phone itself there's all there's already uh speed caps. Yes, yes you there is. Like 50 gigabytes of uh data um on unlimited you may during peak times you may you will most likely notice a slowdown of your connection because yep. you're using more. So yep. In our move, I hit it because I was stupidly streaming Big Bang Theory just to, you know, unwind. And I hit our cap and got the warning that, guess what? Until this June 18th, you're going to notice slower connection speeds on your on your phone. I was like, yep, I noticed it. And I, I stopped doing that. But it was I, like, oops. I, I love how they say, oh, so now we're in the age of unlimited data. But we're really not. Because as soon as you hit that cap, man, you, you, you get throttled. And, uh, yep. Well, it's still unlimited because you're not paying per, you know, bite. Right. But again, well, you're, you're still, still getting throttled. Yep. Uh, so I, I uh, kind of went on a, a little bit of a, a sidebar there, but it's it, this is all pertinent information because this is kind of the uh, the future world that Microsoft sees us going, us being, I guess, gamers or video gamers in, in the future with this whole cloud gaming is one of the many of the ways to play and and whatnot R regarding the action regarding that i, I kind of want to get your guys barometer uh since we are mostly non non xbox players uh what are your general concerns regarding this this deal um simbu you and i have kind of talked about this at length offline um i i this is it. This is the, the the time to unload. I, if you have concerns regarding this, even as all and and for everybody who's joining us, uh, Storm and J Jason the Thirteenth, Mobster, Sibu, and myself, we're on our, our own uh, like games chat where we talk about topics and everything like that. Kind of inspired this podcast, in fact. And one of the many things I've been doing is providing. Uh, updates and everything like that and and playing a lot of devil's advocate for uh this for the favor on the side of microsoft whether or not i personally believe that the, i i've been doing that to train 
Simbu for this moment so that <laughs> even with all the information I've passed and provided to him, I, I am genuinely curious. Simbu, don't hold back. Don't don't reserve your opinion. Just obviously keep it clean with the, the swearing. No, no effing <laughs> swearing. You D-bag, blah, blah, blah. No, go, no, no, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Let me know your, your thoughts, your concerns with the overall deal. Before uh, he does, I may have a it. comment when you're done to uh, to maybe incite some of the rage too, because of my opinion of why they're they're also doing this. So go ahead. Oh no, storm <laughs> is gonna storm is gonna rage. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have like a category? One second, real for our start answer. Should we have a category system for her? Because she is a storm, like category zero, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Are, are you going to be an, e, yeah, an EF? Are you going to? Is this going to be an EF three storm? Is it, or are we going full EF five? <laughs> this probably be an EF zero, EF okay. one, maybe a little tiny. Okay, so blue, right now maybe. she's at a tropical depression. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All so right. Um, honestly, when it comes to the, the whole Microsoft ABK deal. Honestly, this is a huge win for the S Xbox faithfuls. Um, and honestly, something they sorely needed, um, seeing as how they have, as you know, Phil uh, Spencer has eloquently put it, that they have been in third place for years. Um, they have, you know, they've just been in last place. Um, so they, you know, sorely needed it. Um, I'm happy that, you know, they got this win, um, to be, you know, frankly honest, uh, I'm happy they did get the win at, for, as fans, as far as Microsoft itself is concerned, um, we already saw Redfall come out under the Microsoft banner, um, and we saw the disaster that was. Now, you know, they took their lumps, they took their lessons, and they doubled down on Starfield, or I should say, like, quadrupled down at this point on Starfield. So, you know, I mean, judgment has, I, I still have to reserve judgment. However, you know, until, of course, Starfield is released to the public and we can start actually watching, um, actual like legit gameplay not tailored experiences or anything like that of starfield and how it runs what it looks like day one um because we all know what redfall looked like day one and i don't know a content creator who said anything you know super positive about the game um now if and this is a big if if starfield does not deliver that is going to solidify something that I questioned with Redfall under Microsoft's leadership. Excuse me. Um, with this hands-off approach, they went with Redfall. If Microsoft is not tailoring, if Microsoft is not part, you know, uh, maybe not, you know, micromanagement involved, but, you know, a firm presence like this is what we expect from microsoft for our players 
This is what Sony's doing. This is what Nintendo's doing. Guys, we have to do something similar. We have to provide a phenomenal experience for the people who have stuck by us for years now and have just been redheaded stepchild at this point <laughs> in the gaming world. Um, so with the Redfall you know, disaster, if Starfield does not deliver, again, it's going to solidify my question. Is Microsoft going to squander the resource and the plethora of um, talent that is ABK? Because if Starfield does not deliver, again, that means, again, I will say it and I will say it again, that Microsoft has squandered resources and money and talent on the purchase of Zenimax, Bethesda, Arcane, you know. And again, now the other thing that that calls and is going to call up is that, um, well, now they just bought ABK. Is ABK going to be the same thing? Are, you know, they just going to, well, ha, 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 put my little top hat and my monocle on and I'm going to walk down the boardwalk twirling my cane. All right. We're getting into that's going to start getting into monopoly territory. And Inferno, we've talked about this as well. Um, you know, it, with this whole and Storm, we've touched on it as well as uh, a little bit here. Uh, Inferno and I more so. But. You know. This is going. This is going to be the shot heard around the world. Um, with the FTC taking bat at trying to block it, what they did is they set a precedent so that if Sony or Nintendo were trying to buy another big company and they were to attempt to do the same thing, that they would say they can say, "Well, we're not showing bias because we we already tried with Microsoft. We went up and took the bat on Microsoft with the ABK deal." So they're covering themselves. However, now that has been approved and that the FTC has lost their argument, if Sony were to purchase, let's say, Embracer Group, okay? Because I would say, you know, I would go with Square Enix, but I don't really know why Sony would buy Square Enix. They've had a super long and fruitful partnership for many generations, Um I mean, that would be the most likely move. That would be their best course of action. But let's think bigger. Let's go with Embracer Group because Embracer Group is just a massive company. And not to mention, um, Inferno Fox, you probably back me up on this. But as recent as a few weeks ago, Embracer Group made public that they are shutting down studios. Mm -hmm. They yeah. are trimming the fat. So who's not to say that Sony will go, hey, guys. All these studios you want to shut down. Um, hey, can, can we pick them up from you? Can we just buy them? You know, we'll, we'll make you a good deal. And again, the, it will lead back to this ABK deal um, as the shot heard around the world because now you're getting into monopoly territory. And I know I'm talking in circles, but it is very important and prevalent at this point um, where it's going to become a buying war. And whoever has the more money is going to win 
and, and really just to kind of sidebar that, let's compare uh, 25 years ago when it was Sony and Sega doing their, their competition where Sega, it was the smaller company, but they had the Sega Saturn, but they were going against Sony who was flush with cash and they had the they were introducing the PlayStation. Well, it was Sony that was going to be able to win that. Now you advance into now time, and Sony looks like the the little guy, the little guy, because they have only about a hundred million, hundred billion dollars of uh, mark market capital versus Microsoft's. I think it's like one or two trillion. So two it really, trillion, roughly. Two trillion. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So that's really the makes all of the presence of all of the other video game companies look like the 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 real small uh monikers as it were because Microsoft is the big monster and they've just taken a big bite an approved bite uh storm you had a uh ef0 ef1 rage on this yes see what i think is microsoft is doing this taking up all the big company like all of those that will only be then exclusive to the Xbox systems to make up for the failings that they've had. Instead of worrying about putting out good content and, and maybe putting out a worthwhile game for all of their fans that deserve it, they're taking the, the easy way out. So that way, all of those games become platform-specific, and that just kind of stinks for fans, you know, because... All those cross-platform games are are fun to have because not everyone can afford every system that is out there. So, you know, way to isolate audiences. Way to go, Xbox or and Microsoft. You know, and I did have a 360. We had one, and the Kinect was fun. You know, they had a, they had a good thing, and I don't know. Oh, man, and Rise of Nightmares was great. And it's funny yeah. because Phil Spencer was the one himself who's been quoted to say that he wants the idea of, of exclusivity to be a thing in the past for video games. Phil Span Spencer, the president of Xbox. Hmm. So kind of let that resonate in our minds here as we, we talk about Microsoft gobbling up all, all these like major studios but my my thought process on this is so Microsoft's been publishing. They've been they've already been gobbling these as Simbu has discussed with like the Zenimax Bethesda thing, and they have been publishing third party stuff even since before then. Like Minecraft, Minecraft's been on other systems even since even after they bought Mojang, the guys who of course created Minecraft back in 2014. So with the game being published for almost 10 years on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and, and obviously a plethora of, uh, uh, you know, Xbox systems. Uh, do we, is that a worry at this point? Do we worry that the days of Diablo, Crash Bandicoot, and the like are going to stop appearing on non-Xbox systems, even with these 10-year deals? Well, see, now... Yeah, fine. We got a 10-year deal, okay? Ooh, 10-year deal. But, <laughs> uh, again, let's go with corporate greed. Let, let's let's throw down corporate greed. We want, we're, we're talking about uh, monetary ca uh, gross capital weight. We're talking about that. Cool. Uh, what happens when 
um, let's say a NHL player who has a one-way contract, which means they cannot be traded. They cannot be sent to the minors. Um, and uh, which is a no move clause in their contract. Um, well, what happens if they're not performing anymore? Does the team do it for a little bit? But there's always an option to buy out the contract yeah, and pay, make pay them and trade them. Yeah, pay it off and get them off their bench. Because at that so, point, let's say we're a year and a half into the 10-year contract with NVIDIA. So what's preventing the, the flush with cash micro, uh, Microsoft from paying out the rest of the contract if there is such a, a clause in that? You know, that, right. that's, a, plus that's a great a, point. Plus a uh, clause, a contract breaking fee of, you know, let's say the rest of the contract is, I don't know, a million dollars. And then to break the contract, they have to pay like an extra 750000 Okay, that is Bill's walking about money. Okay, <laughs> I mean... You know, that's like, you know, uh, uh, a haunted house walking into the trans world trade show, which is the gigantic uh, haunted house convention for, you know, haunts to go buy props and stuff for the next upcoming season. That's like, you know, the owners of basement walking around and going, yeah, we'll buy that. 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 That's, you know, that 1.7 mil that would be used to break that contract is... And that to, money right there to your point uh, further, remember that if they didn't close the deal by the end of today, July 18th, then Microsoft would have been legally required to pay Activision three billion dollars, three billion. That's uh, what roughly about seven to eight percent of the value. Uh, OK, no, I'm wrong. I think it's like three, three to five percent of the value of the uh, acquisition itself. Like to, just to be like, okay, if this doesn't work, or we're, we're paying you three billion, we're out three billion dollars. But again, when you're a two trillion dollar company, that's a drop, relative drop in the pan. Yeah, it, and you know, not not only that, but then you know, you guys, Storm brought up the the exclusivity. Um, I I don't care what Phil says publicly, um, because we have heard plenty of stuff from, uh creators and people who have talked to insiders and stuff saying that there is a high 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 probability that es6 elder scrolls 6 is going to be xbox exclusive yes so right there there's what storm is talking about there is the we're gonna buy a studio we're gonna take a well-loved franchise not personally by me i i couldn't stand i didn't really like skyrim but i loved morrowind i loved oblivion eso elder scrolls online is not terrible it's just you know kind of fun for a little bit and then put it put it aside for a while um but like that if this comes to pass and es6 goes microsoft exclusive that sets a danger, pre- dangerous precedent because it's like, oh, Call of Duty is protected. Well, what about everything else? And it's funny, too, because when the ZeniMax Bethesda deal, Phil Spencer had gotten word that Bethesda was working on Starfield as a PS4 exclusive. It was not planned to be a, a release for an Xbox system whatsoever. That's when they really started pre- doing a full court press to purchase Zenimax Bethesda. 
they did honor all of their contracts. I, I have to say that with games like uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop by releasing them on the PS4 and PS5 first with the one-year exclusivity. They have honored that. But when those contracts are over, where is Starfield going? It's Xbox Series X slash S and PC only. That's that that's it there's and there's not even any talk whatsoever of it being ported to the ps5 i haven't heard anything about that well let's go redfall um there was there was the first shot right there uh redfall was supposed to be a cross-platform game a multi-plat game uh when xbox and microsoft purchased zenimax bethesda id guess what guess what happened Oh, we want the game for ourselves. We mm-hmm. want the game for ourselves. We don't, so, and the 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 cat the 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 guys they used was well. It's easier for a developer to work on one system, or one you know. But that's not really true because there were the devs brought it out for Xbox and PC. See, to me, okay, it, it, that that's like a cop out in a way. It. Yeah, it's easier to it is easier to develop a a game for for one system by default. It it for one system, but as you just said, it was for both Redfall was both for Xbox and it's not even for one system. It's not for the Xbox Series X. By by default, it's two systems, the Series X and the Series S. And I've heard murmurings from developers online that it is a pain in the butt for them to develop for both systems, but they have to do it anyway because Microsoft wanted to have the the easy route, the easy way to get in, the entryway, which is the S, and then the professional way, which is the X. So yeah, the, no, they don't even develop for one system. It's two, X and S, and then the PC, which is the, the rainbow wide variety spectrum. So really adding in a PS4 or a PS5 theoretically shouldn't be that that hard it it shouldn't be when you're already developing for three and that third one the pc is the rainbow spectrum uh oh i'm sorry go ahead simple and and not to mention that it was already going the way of all systems Mm -hmm. it was already supposed to be for all systems so guess what arcane had already started the dev process for all systems exactly guess what when they bought it, Microsoft said, "Hey, you see the the blue guys over there? Uh, cut them." Gosh, uh, Storm, oh. what are your what are your thoughts so far on this? It is a lot of malarkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is just. Oh, she's going EF two now. Yeah, malarkey the... thrown around. <laughs> the... There we go. the The fear of those games just becoming exclusive to one system because they already said we won't do that but then they did that with others so you know i know call of duty is a huge one is that always been an xbox or that is a cross-platform isn't it because i've seen that on discount (laughs) i've seen that on sale that has uh, always been xbox and playstation so i can imagine them wanting to ha 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 and take it because the playstation is just a beast of a system and, and i mean and, 
Uh, I will mention that Call of Duty was on the Wii, and then I think there was a ver version that released on the Wii U, and the Wii servers, I think, are still up to this day. I oh, wow. do remember that, um, and they tried to capture the uh, the whole motion control. Oh, <laughs> it just, mm. I, I get motion sickness thinking of that. I'm sorry, Storm. <laughs> That's okay, but uh, yeah, I think it's just, it is more of a you know, oh, it's a court. When it comes down to it, it's all corporations are out for themselves, and what is going to make them money? It people are going to get screwed in the end because they'll do a lot of that closing down one system or close. We don't need these guys. We're going to save money because we're only going to do whatever for PC. Well, PC is covered under da 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 Microsoft. You know, because what do a lot of home people have? What are they running? Windows. You know. A lot of home PCs don't have any other operating systems. And we won't get into, like, I love my Mac, but I understand not everyone can afford a Mac, but Macs just work, and they're great because they just work. But not everyone can afford them, and that's a whole different discussion for a different day. <laughs> so I understand all of that, and it's just, it seems money-hungry, and we're going to see a lot of people that used to be able to play games together not be able to play some games together because all of a sudden it's going to be only xbox and that just is annoying this day and age get over yourselves put out an original product that people will want to play instead of forcing me to come play things that have already existed on all these other platforms like the elder scroll six they've been out on other platforms and all of a sudden you're going to just throw it on one system forcing me to go over to your system that just makes me want to put my middle finger up to you and say i will not do that and the whole exclusivity thing has been obviously a thing since the console wars back uh with nintendo and sega but uh, one of the funny things with the, that in particular is a lot of the news came forth during the acquisition process uh, and during the Microsoft VFTC case and includes uh, one of the big facts was that Sony pays a lot of these third party companies not to publish their games on Game Pass. So uh, if we've got issues regarding the, this, the acquisition, um, what do we feel about the idea that Sony's been doing that for some time, making sure uh, titles like Resident Evil, uh, even when they're multi-platform, like I, I want to say Resident Evil 2 and 3, the remakes now are, uh, I think 7 and, and 8 are uh, multi-platform yes. now. Um, they've been uh, Sony's been paying Capcom not to have them on Game Pass. So what what are our thoughts on the the idea that okay Microsoft's doing they're they're going to be keeping ESO uh, no, I'm, I'm, I apologize uh, Elder Scrolls Six as uh, Xbox only but Sony's been doing that ever since they they've really been a thing even and of course uh, Simbu you mentioned their cooperation with Square Enix a impacting me personally is like the Final Fantasy series where Sony has been uh really leading the charge to make sure they're keeping that on the 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 PlayStation 5 or the PlayStation 4 or and, and so on and so forth. Uh what what are our thoughts with Sony doing doing that? They're all buttheads. Well, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They're just buttheads. 
Stop being buttheads. <laughs> well, uh, again, like, okay, you, you bring up Game Pass. Now, in regards to the whole Game Pass thing, I mean, if, you know, Resident Evil 9 comes out and it's a multi-plat, which it probably will be, um, it, it is, you know, it's a smart decision on Sony's part to play, to pay a little extra to keep it off of Game Pass itself, not to keep it off the system, because the, if they were paying to keep it off the system after multiple releases of, you know, cross-platform, you know, uh, um, dev, I would, I would, I would be giving them the Microsoft third degree that I'm giving that I'm doing right now with the ABK thing. Um, the problem, the biggest thing with the whole game pass issue is, well, okay. It's $15 a month. The game comes out at $60 or $70 now. Sorry. That is a, and again, let's say a game like Resident Evil with no multiplayer to speak of. It's pretty much a one or two playthrough, and then you put it aside for a while. Okay, let's, let's let's just be honest. I love RE7. I love RE8. You know, I love the two and three remakes, but it's not a game that I'm going to go. You know what? I should play for the next three months, Resident Evil, unless you know there's a multiplayer which will keep me engaged, or I can play co-op or something like that. Um, so let's go with, let's go with that. Our Resident Evil 9 comes out. Sony pays Capcom and, you know, let's say, uh, I don't know, $3 million on top, you know, on top of what Capcom's getting already for RE9 to keep it off. Or, you know, maybe 3 mil might be a bit much, but I digress. But it keeps it off of Game Pass. It doesn't take it away from Xbox. It takes it away from Game Pass. The problem with the, um, again when I bring up numbers is Game Pass is fifteen a month. Resident Evil is a game you play for maybe a couple weeks, and you put it away for a while. You just paid seven dollars and fifty cents to play that game. How much did that did Capcom just lose on your copy alone? Now exactly. multiply that by millions of users. Okay. Millions of users just played that game for $7.50. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to take what you had said and let's talk about Resident Evil 4, which had sold uh, three, 3.7 million units. I, I, I think over the first month the first month that it came out 3.7 million units so you got 3.7 times 70 dollars and then sony paid three million dollars on top of all of that and let's compare that to game pass let's say okay we're gonna make it multi-platform both on the playstation 5 and xbox series x and i'll allow microsoft to pay us five million dollars to 
appear on Game Pass. Now, all of a sudden, that 3.7 million becomes something like 1 million because savvy gamers are going to know, why am I going to pay 70 bucks for this game when I can pay 15 bucks for one month, get the game done in two weeks time, and then I've really only paid $15 for a $70 game. And Capcom really only gets that that $5 million for that month versus the 3.7 million times $70. And of course, obviously that $70, you, you take off of margin, you take off all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. But just a parable alone, the real winner isn't Sony. It isn't Microsoft. It's going to be Capcom. It's going to be Square Enix. It's going to be uh, Embracer Group, the ones that are are looking out for them themselves to take whatever is the most cash. And if hell, if if Valve it pays five million dollars for ex- exclusivity to keep something on Steam for let's say Resident Evil Nine, and it's digital sales only, at least they're selling copies, and that's going to sell not as well as it would if it was PS Five exclusive or uh ps5 slash xbox but not on game pass so it, at least that that's that's kind of my thought uh simbo i i'm in full agreement with with you on there and then some the the big money is for the developer and that's that's the important thing right and i mean i'm not you know trying to be a corporate pony or anything here but you know when you have so many amazing, talented people and, and somebody who works in entertainment, myself and performance, you know, if, you know, if I'm starting to get paid less or be treated poorly for giving stellar performances or, you know, amazing experiences you know, let's say last year for my performance, I made $5,000. And this year I only make $2,000, but yet the company I'm performing for is making more than what they did the year before. Okay. there That to me does not equate um, being valued. So what am I going to do? I'm going to you know, personally, I am going to seek out another company that is going to, you know, pay me what I'm what I deserve, you know, not just that, oh, I'm a blah, 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 I deserve this. It's a I deserve it because I've earned it. I've earned the credit. I have the credibility I've earned. I've scraped. I've fought tooth and nail for it. So if I'm not being appreciated over here, well, over here says they're going to pay me more than what these guys said. So guess where I'm going to go? I'm going over here. And and I and I feel like at this point, and uh, Simba, you you would you would agree with me on this. I'm going to make the, the the statement. The developers over at Capcom, with the likes of Resident Evil, they they've proven their metal. They they deserve the the income and the money and everything like that. Not even just. You know the company itself, but obviously, like the individual developers, they they they've proven their metal, and if they need to do what they need to, to be able to provide the the, the high budget experience of the triple A game, like the Resident Evil Four remake, but get a little bit of extra money from Sony to do it, I I don't know. I'm 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 of the mind that like if that's that that's 
that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. Stor- Storm, what do you think on that? Or I'm sorry, Simbu. Yeah, um, just one, you know, kind of thing is, um, you know, haunt acting is a passion of mine. I've been doing it for 25 years. You know, I enjoy the living hell out of it. Um, you know, so the fact that I get compens- monetary compensation for it is great. You know, for 17 years, I didn't get paid diddly squat for any of it, but I still perform to the tier, top tier caliber that I hold myself. Now, again, it's not all just money, okay? There's bonuses like, you know, um, hey, we thought you would really like this, so we got this for you to use. You know, this would go well with what you're, you know, with your character, you know, or hey, we're going to this convention, you know, are you, if you're, are you planning on going? Well, yeah, hey, we got your ticket, you know, we're going to comp your ticket for the, for the convention kind of thing, you know, like there, you know, perks and stuff like that. So, and it, it, what it does is it helps fuel your passion because now you, again, you feel appreciated, you feel loved, you feel respected. You know, you feel you don't feel like, well, I'm just, you know, getting the whip cracked on me and well, let me go. sow another, you know, uh, cornfield or whatever, you know, let me hit, you know, hitch me up to the plow instead of the, the, you know, the oxes, you know, I'll pull the plow. I mean, so it comes to a point where, you know, and I know that might be a bit triggering for our, our audience, you know, that may watch this, but that's the truth. At some point, no matter how passionate you are about something, if you are underappreciated or under um, respected by the place you're you're at, well, eventually you're going. That's going to perf- affect your your passion. Your levels are going to drop. Guess what? The content you now put out, if you made Inferno Fox as a game character and everything was great, and then he went on to a game pass where his game you know you guys made like 30 percent of what you should have made for his game um well in the next game maybe i'm not so interested in making inferno fox look lifelike maybe i'm gonna cut corners now exactly exactly uh storm i'm sorry um kind of zooming to you what are your thoughts thoughts about that is that something where um sony kind of doing that the sort of exclusivity are are you still of the mind that they're they're all buttheads right (laughs) right (laughs) yep i think so (sighs) but when we're talking i don't know individual developers and see i like programming and all of that has always been vastly interesting and i respect people that can do it so like game creators whatever if Sony is going to play you, pay you a bit more money to keep your content over here and only work on it over on this. I understand that's, you know, oh, it's different than a big corporation saying we're going to buy up everything and ha ha ha, no longer here and these developers are going to go away. I don't know. Now, that, that that's really kind of a resonant thing. Like right now I'm reading a book by the, uh, Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier called Press Reset, and it's about the era of the uh, aughts and maybe even the early teens last decade where you had a whole bunch of these individuals where 
there's there's buyout stories and a lot of these corporations such as the EAs of the world you know they're they're buying up these these smaller monsters like a bioware thing for example and then they don't know what they have they over uh they micromanage everything the the developers end up getting the actual individual developers like the artists the level designers all that stuff <laughs> they, all their creativity gets cut to the bone exactly what simbu was saying and sometimes you end up developing a, a a lesser game or a game that doesn't get as much funding and then they end up like, like totally doing a whole bunch of sets of layoffs i mean it's no mystery that the indie market and indie games in general blew up last decade the teens because you had so many of these individual developers just tired of all the triple a bull crap and it, it's it's all a product of these big purchases like the microsoft uh abk one and the the, the hope the thought is that the big new hope is that Microsoft is just the 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 gentle giant with the big money that's that Santa Claus that wants to give the gift of toys and money to the little kid developers so that they or the little kid elves so that they can make the toys for all the little kids. That's the hope, but the reality, the precedent is a lot different. Um, kind of one of one of the last little topics because I, I I think we're a little over an hour right now. This has been a really uh, good. <laughs> no, actually, we're still on target. Ah, excellent. Um, one of the things that I wanted to, to kind of touch upon with this deal, uh, because of course, um, I, I do tend to be Nintendo centric where I celebrate all the game systems while I admit I lean a, a little bit, a bit away from Xbox. If you, you're an Xbox gamer, you're a gamer, you're like a brother, sister, friend to me, but I lean heavily and always have to the Nintendo side regarding this deal itself the abk microsoft one a lot of interesting stuff came to light not just the 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 fact that okay call of duty is going to come to nintendo's system for the next 10 years they cited specifically that an entry is going to go to the nintendo switch furthermore they did also state it will go to nintendo's successor and the current ceo bobby kotick he's a real piece of work I, we're not not going to get into bobby Kotick right now but uh had sta stated in probably incorrectly that the newest nintendo system based off of literal no knowledge because he has no knowledge was something that was going to be like ps4 xbox one uh level of strength so you, again he doesn't have knowledge of it you take take that for what it's worth but the the deal has stated that there's going to be a system uh a call of duty game coming to the switch that's part one. Part two is that the documentation um, recently pulled up as of today has said that it's not just Call of Duty stuff. It's Activision content in general will be guaranteed to appear on Nintendo platforms for the next 10 years. And that's a that's an important little little side note, sideliner, because of the fact that Activision, of course, includes other stuff like the crash and the spyro and the fact that uh if activision stuff is then it, I, i'd assume that includes blizzard and uh king stuff and if nintendo's next system is going to be similar to the switch you've got a thing where you could do something like diablo 4 portably uh, and the, on the go and just link it into the dock and you you, you got it on uh wh however strong nintendo system is going to be but my my big thing is 
And Simbu, you and I had kind of talked about it, like what the heck kind of product is Call of Duty going to look like on the Switch? And I'm concerned, and I've played Devil's Advocate on that, but I'm concerned because, yeah, you've got Miracle ports like Witcher 3, Doom Eternal, Doom 2016 that look fan-flippantastic on the Switch, but Call of Duty is a whole nother beast. Yeah, they got it to run on the Wii, which is really a souped-up GameCube, but that's not the same thing. Where does the cross-platform, how is that going to work? Somebody playing on the Switch versus uh, playing with their brethren on the Xbox Series X and the PS5. And then, or or is it going to be a game that's like its own entity? Yeah, Call of Duty is, but it's Call of Duty... uh, what is it what's the the one Uh, black ops one or something like that where it's an offshoot and it's just a single player campaign like hey you we said call of duty was coming we didn't say what what form it is it kind of reminds me of the beginning of uh the dark knight where scarecrow's like i said it uh, my drug would take you places i didn't say there are places you were gonna go a whole crazy diatribe my whole crazy thoughts on this Storm, what do you think? What do you think with Nintendo's things going to be with this whole Microsoft ABK deal? Well, for some of the cross platforms on the Switch, the Switch, now don't get me wrong, I love it. It is a good system, but games that aren't made by Nintendo don't usually look as great or perform as great as um, Nintendo made for Nintendo games do by nintendo so there's some concern there i can point out the differences in fortnite um, immediately and then trying to play that when before i got the playstation as you both know um you would have to wait for me to load into the library or into the um lobby and you know you're all flying down and i'm finally getting on the bus and finally being able to see where your marker is and you're already you know, on the ground. So there are some of those issues I'm afraid of, but I mean, to see other things on the any Nintendo platform is uh, definitely interesting because having grown up in the era of Nintendo beating out Atari and becoming the household system and, you know, Nintendo only ever having Nintendo products on their systems until recently, um, in life is definitely interesting so i don't know they could be okay but you know it's again nintendo games made for nintendo look great and other that are cross-platform i think suffer because they have to i'm air quoting and they have to dumb them down for the switch because it's powerful but it's not as powerful as the playstation or xbox and it's a PC. thing where uh, I, I might be cutting into some of Simbu's argument because it, it are it, the biggest argument that I can think of regarding the military shooters thing is, is there an audience for military shooters on the Nintendo Switch? Because I don't think so. Yeah, like that. that's my thought. And my worry by saying that is I'm, I fear I'm stereotyping those that like the military shooters. So about my apologies to any of uh, my audience that <clears throat> plays them. Uh, and may be interested in a Switch version, but I worry whether or not there's going to be individuals that would want to play it on the Switch. Now, the new updated system, if that is any sort of competitor horsepower-wise, and I'm betting it won't be, 
to the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, we're going to have a different discussion because the idea of doing a military shooter, like if I was really into that, I would love the ability to be, you know, playing and whatnot. Da, da, da. Oh, I have to take a, I have to go to the washroom. I had too much Taco Bell. I'm playing with my buddies. Oh, I'm going to grab the, <laughs> my, my new updated switch. And it, it, because it's the switch, it immediately works. When you pull it off the thing, you grab I, it, you're, you're on the, the toilet for, you know, I'm going to assume my stereotypical person's a guy in his twenties and he's doing his business an hour later, you know, he's got two or three matches in and he can now go ahead and dock the, his newly updated switch or whatever switch to whatever is back in the dock and, and continue playing. But I think, I think call of duty living on a Nintendo system is going to be predicated on it performing much to the level of what the current uh, iteration of the PS5 and Xbox would would play at. Simbu, am I? How much am I? Am I encroaching on on your thoughts here? See, for me, I'm not so focused on the ability to travel with Call of Duty. I'm focused on the fact that detail wise, how is it going to look? Its appearance. Shading, matting. I mean, Storm can attest to it. Inferno Fox, you can attest to it. How does Fortnite look on the Switch compared to a the current new-gen consoles? And, and most importantly, how does it run? Are, are, are you going to enjoy that 30 FPS with dips down to nope. 20? Or are you going to play it on a system that is 60 FPS consistently where lag isn't lag because of performance isn't going to screw you over real quick go ahead real quick i will just tell you that the only reason i've turned Fortnite on on my switch right now is to uh redeem v bucks because they're locked over on my switch and i can't Mm. move them over to the playstation because there are some areas of the map i guarantee you that would just take forever to render and would just drive me nuts and i would be dead in a match right away just waiting for it to render so i don't i've not tried i mean it could be okay but i i doubt it because it's just so environmentally rich and i mean of a call, map, so. call of duty doesn't have big maps like fork knife but it has a lot of maps and a lot of action you know it's, it's still that action piece and a lot of detail Yes. Because why do people play military shooters? <clears throat> For the realism. Fortnite yep. is not a realistic looking game. It is nope. it is the cross point between Borderlands and Call of Duty. You have great models, you have a great look, but it still has that, you know, cartoony look to it. That's yes. an interesting uh mix there simbu borderlands v call of duty i like that well with, with the say, minecraft you... thing built in with the build build thing and then you toss that out with no build mode i like that I'm well i'm that. saying for for visually look at yeah. borderlands it's exactly. very you know 2d you know cell shade you know shaded looking i mean it doesn't try to look realistic at all i like that and then you've got fortnite which tries to look like a 3d world render but it's still cartoony yes um now you go on to call of duty which 
you know, Call of Duty, Battlefield, you know, Mag. Um, I mean, you know, Homefront. You could go on to, uh, you know, Medal of Honor. You can go all these other games where their draw is how realistic the game looks. How realistic do the environments look? Because if I'm supposed to be fighting in Prague and it looks like I'm fighting in Prague from, you know, Naruto, well, that's not realistic to me anymore. Why am I playing a realistic military shooter if the if Prague, the city of Prague, the main square of Prague, looks like it should be in an episode of Naruto? So what's what's interesting, and I just I, on a whim, I checked, and the shooter Apex Legends is also on. It, it's on the the Switch, and it's been on the Switch. I wonder how that runs. Um, I've done a little bit of it. It wasn't too bad, okay. you know. It, I just thought of another one that is on the Switch because let me, you know, not beat up on the Switch too much. Is the uh, Zombie Army World Party Three I have on the Switch, and that is a pretty graphic shooter. It was fun, so maybe there will be some interest in Call of Duty, but I don't think. Have you interest, tried uh, but... Doom twenty sixteen on the Switch? Is multiplayer at all? I have not done multiplayer. No. I'm curious how that that runs because I've done a, a crud ton of the multiplayer for that on the PS4. That 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 has me that has me curious. Well, um, I, I want to interrupt here. One one thing when we're talking about Doom versus Call of Duty and Infernal Fox, you will I guarantee you be able to tell me there is a massive difference between the uh, art style. And the way both engines run. Absolutely. Because not only the, the engines running, but just, uh, you know, again, let's take it to uh, let's compare Star Trek, the new the new Star Trek uh, directed by J.J. Abrams, where everything looks nice and flat and shiny, reflective, real, you know, dark corners, whatever. And then we'll go Call of Duty would be like Lord of the Rings. Very, you know, it's a, I, 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 from a visual standpoint, you know, Doom has a lot more sleek surfaces. Call of Duty is very textured surfaces. Like gritty in a way. Right. So like it's to, meant to look, you know, like con, a, con, a blown up concrete block. You can, you know, look at it and you can see all these little ridges and waves and stuff like that in doom however you're not gonna see as much of that running around i mean so it would make sense that doom would be able to perform a little bit better on this on the nintendo systems just for that factor i mean i i, I the, the counter argument is that uh games like doom eternal the uh, on the ps5 the level of detail on that is phenomenal phenomenal i mean it it, it does it, it probably was at the level or even possibly trumped what was what that year, that year, again, that year's Call of Duty, regardless, it's still a game that uh, really it's multiplayer is only with three individuals, every single match, Doom Eternal, three individuals. It's first player is extremely detailed. Great, but 
how is it going to run? How's the multiplayer? Three individuals. That is very true. Three individuals. That's nothing. Whereas Call of Duty, if I'm remembering right, and I'm and most likely I'm not. I think it's like it's like five on five to five on five. If you're playing like Team Deathmatch, like Capture the Flag. Um, I mean, Warzone is on the uh, the level of Fort- Fortnite with hundred person battle royals. Oh yeah. See how. Uh, I'm going to be really curious to see what what type of version of Call of Duty the that uh, Microsoft is painting Activision into a corner to be able to provide for the Switch. I'm really curious on that. Right, and uh, I did want before we decide before we end this. I, I do want to um, counter 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 your argument real quick um, with a game like Doom. Yes, the you know Doom Eternal looked phenomenal and destroyed that year's call of duty in detail but again you've got to look at the texturing of the environments how easy are they to you know quote unquote dumb down you know uh to run on you know to make it look nice or make it make it look better on the switch while not highly impacting performance i see i think the 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 aesthetics are are, aren't aren't really the big thing it's going to be the engine whether or not the engine can run and handle all of that you can dumb you can dumb down the look and make it look uh as basic as kim kardashian you know you you're you're a 10 on the ph scale it's going to be whether or not it's going to be able to to run the thing and i don't think i i don't know how they're going to be able to do a hundred uh man battle royale type warzone thing on the switch you know like uh, yeah, uh, Doom's got a certain look, and Call of Duty's got a look, and you can you can you can degrade that because there's been Call of Duty on the Wii and the Wii U, but it's like I I'm not worried about the aesthetic as I am the engine, and I just don't know how they're going to do it. Well, and again, but you know, aesthetic does play into oper- operation as well, uh, as Storm has said, rendering. If, yeah, it's I, I just I don't see it. Um, I mean, only, I guess... only because of the the so and so miracle ports of getting them onto the switch. Like, yeah, you you can you because you, you got a picture that's like 4K, you know, 2160, and you're you're gonna dumb it down to 70 720p, and that's all well and good. But like, how well is that gonna look when you've got that 720p, but then you got a hundred of these these characters or, or 99 other enemies trying to appear they're not going to appear your switch is going to go at one frame per second and you're going to get an overheat thing like a ps5 playing final fantasy 16 and your switch is going to blow up i don't know i don't know how that's going to be they'll probably all just look like steve from minecraft oh yeah i was just going to say that's it you know you know what's going to happen is because until i played fortnite on the playstation um Everyone looked like a generic yes. skin. Yes. And then all of a sudden, while we're waiting in the, lo- the lobby, I'm like, oh my God, I can see everyone's skin. So that's probably what would happen on the Switch. And I imagine if they did do Call of Duty on the Switch, it's only going to be for the Switch. Like you can play online versus other Switch players, but you're not going to be able to do cross platform with that because Friday the 13th, we could not cross platform. So whatever system well, it is, that is that, what you could play. So sorry, um, Storm. That that's a whole other. Um, yeah, crossplay was initial was a uh, um, rights issue. 
it wasn't a rights issue. It was thought of and they wanted to do it, but the lawsuit. Yeah, halted everything the in that part game. Halted mm-hmm. the entire game. They were only allowed to support what they had already done um because they never were able able to bring out the Jason X stuff, um, which yeah. they had already designed and, and ready to go, but the lawsuit blocked that. So yeah. There's yes. a whole nother podcast rant yeah, <laughs> for another yes. day. And, it, and it's, it's definitely going to be a good rant. Um, but yeah, let, let's go ahead and wrap things up here. Uh, this, this is really a monumental thing. There's, there's not only been never been a, an acquisition that's been this large in the video game world. I think this is something that even is one of the largest in entertainment overall. And to that end, it's a Ooh. thing that the gentle reminder for, uh, anybody giving you a hard time about video, you, the audience, maybe myself, uh, Storm, Simbu, anybody giving you a hard time about this as a hobby, just remember video games are bigger than the TV, music, and movies combined. Video games are bigger than that, the, the in- industry as a whole. So anything that impacts this this industry and our hobby in such a way definitely needs if anything, have have some healthy discussion here. And, and I felt like we've really been able to do that. So going, uh, wrapping up again, I uh, just want to say thank you again to uh, my wonderful cast and crew here. Uh, we, of course, had Storm Rose Sky, and you can find her at both YouTube and Twitch at Storm Rose Sky. Storm, thank you again so much for, for joining us. You're welcome. And um, I'm maybe working on doing some of my own videos like my like doing some nostalgia stuff like top five forgotten tv shows of the 80s is one i'm working on right now awesome yeah definitely looking forward to that keep us keep us posted when when that that actually posts will do and of course simbu dark fan thank you so much for for joining as well uh excellent conversation i i knew today would be great uh, with with all your your fantastic feedback and and experience, and again, gentle reminder: you can find Simbu Darkfang at Basement of the Dead in Aurora, Illinois. Again, that's Basement of the Dead. Thank you again, Simbu. It's much appreciated. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. And again, I'm not a PlayStation snob. I'm not a you know a Sony pony. I really do hope that <laughs> ABK under Microsoft's um, umbrella thrives, and it's makes the you know better for the gaming community however you know uh i i just have concerns that this is going to be a a monopoly race and we're all going to lose whether you're blue red or green we're all going to lose if that's what it becomes yeah because the the worry of course if there's a bidding war and there's less uh less developers or less individuals competition breeds innovation and innovation gets us fantastic video games such as the final fantasy 16s diablo 4s uh jedi survivors and legend of zeldas you're not going to get that if you don't have those that are willing to to innovate and if you don't have competition you don't have innovation period uh not only that but um uh one more quick note uh the nintendo wii and it's move. Guess what? That inspired the PlayStation Move. That inspired the Xbox Connect. VR would would not be probably not be as popular or even a conversation right now had that not already been uh, designed. Yeah, by Nintendo. VR uses virtual the move. Yep. 
Um, and kind of, I, I don't mean to be jokey with that, but I mean, Nintendo was one of the first consoles to, to, to do that. And sometimes innovations don't pan out like the, 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 uh, I, I'm going to get controversial for saying this, the, uh, the 3d era, everything being 3d and then that just kind of disappearing. But, um, again, just a quick shout out also to our castmates who couldn't be here. That of course is Jason the 13th. You can find him at his YouTube channel, Jason the 13th, also Astromedes, and you can find him at second place games. Thank you everybody. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day.